That, that. that oh is the God. weirdest angle ever. I, I just think. ate a bunch of really warm soup, so I'm like die oh, hot and fucking sweaty that, right now. Hot inside. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, did you turgle mergle? No. Oh, sorry. I'll do that. Oh, I wasn't sure because if, if you can tweet or do the other thing, then I'll do. I'll, I'll do the twats because I the don't. Turgles. Yeah, because I don't have twat turgle. But welcome. Uh, rip headphone user. Owie. <laughs> um, rip literally anybody in like a 10 mile radius. <laughs> like, I so, think, oh, I think what I did is I accidentally moved it to a new track. So it was at 100% volume. Oh, uh, no, it's on the music track. I just moved it back. Mo- oh, I see. Motherfucker. Yeah. Helen Keller heard that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> fucking. Uh, oh. Dogs were barking upstairs. Dogs. Dogs. Uh, so, I'm warm and Hello, full warm. of food. That's because you made us wait an, a half an hour for you to eat your food. Hello, uh, hello of food. Can I can I call you warm full? Um, I don't know if that joke works the way you were. Oh, yeah. It oh, it sure does. does. You know what? Yeah. You know what? You can tell that I... Welcome to fucking albino gas. <laughs> color differences. I mean, I, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to podcast, but I'm just being blinded <laughs> by the sheen off of Adam. And then just yeah, yeah. Like, uh, by the sheen off of Adam's white, so this white is, body. This is how Indiana Jones finds the next fucking temple is because the podcast light shines on my fucking Irish skin, and then it just like points to a keyhole <laughs> when she goes and puts an ancient artifact in. Oh my I god! Mean, it could happen. It could. But yeah, uh, I just made ramen today, and by today I mean for the last two days. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really a one-day affair no. if you want it to be a really good ramen. But no. The important thing is, does it feel like the first time? Uh, does it feel <laughs> like the first time? I mean, maybe. Uh, no. It, oh, my God. It came out so good. Uh, ow. Fuck. <laughs> my. Uh, welcome um, to Intensive Care Cast. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I did the whole thing. Like, I boiled the pork bones and all that and everything. I uh, bought... A roast chicken. There's actually a whole chicken's worth of chicken in my fridge, uneaten right now, because I was like, chicken, I need a chicken bone. Well, and I went to the store and I bought one of those roast chickens and I'm like, fuck the chicken part. I need the bones. <laughs> why, why didn't you, you just buy like chicken thighs or something? And you should have been able to right do, on the bone. You could ask the butchers there too. They probably had one. Anyway, well, so, no, well, that, uh, that's what I mean. Is I went and I got one of those like ten dollar roast chicken things. Yeah, no, no. So yeah. I just 
carved it and threw the whole carcass into the fucking broth. Um, I, I so just, I, all, all the chicken breasts and stuff are sitting in my fridge right now. <laughs> when you when you mentioned you have an entire chicken worth of chicken in your fridge uneaten, that's the part that threw <laughs> threw me for a loop because it'd be a little weird <laughs> if it was if in, it was in, in your, your fridge, fridge and, and eaten. eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's just like, oh, it's kind of cold in here. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're going back to the fucking ancient times refrigeration. Keep it in that guy's stomach. Yeah, he's colder than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I just found it funny that I'm like. Fuck the actual meat that I just bought. I need the bones. I mean, the, <laughs> thankfully, the meat will still come in. Oh, yeah. But. I'll, I'll be able to use it in like a chicken sandwich or something. Literally yep. anything. Um, or you could just grab a handful of chicken and just like. But yeah, we're, we're, we're late, though, because uh, the Mayu I was making took way longer than I thought it would. The recipe said it takes 15 minutes. It took over an hour. Probably we're cooking a little too slow then. Well, the thing with Mayu is you can't go too fast because otherwise it just turns into gross, like actually gross, bitter grossness instead of burnt garlic in sesame oil, which is still exceptionally bitter. <laughs> I, I think, though, I think the point is, is too, I think the is like. When you're cooking, especially when you're cooking like a fancy thing, like you're doing like, you know, the kind of or like the something full... as meticulous as ramen. Well, like any like any fancy kind of meal you want to make, um, especially with multiple steps and tons of different like ingredients and certain steps for those individual ingredients. Anytime like that, you don't want to rush that stuff. Cooking is a lot of the time very therapeutic. So it's nice to take your time for that stuff. So I understand when things that aren't supposed to take a really long time take a long time because rushing rushing in any part of life sucks mm-hmm. like waking mm-hmm. up late for work sucks you know getting the last minute to a movie sucks like yeah <laughs> rushing sucks yeah, it no does good. yeah and with food doing food for the first time you know techniques you've never done before you kind of want to go slow anyway I mean, I've, I've done ramen before, but I've never done a broth this style before. Mm-hmm. So, like, before I've done things like just the standard bone broth. Yep. And then you add miso, right? And it it's good. It's just a regular old fucking miso ramen. This, I wanted the full, like, white tonkatsu broth. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that's like 12 hours of hard boil. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's... Not like a soft simmer. No, like rolling boil for 12 fucking hours. Yep. It takes so goddamn long. Makes your house just fucking hot. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's it's really interesting because like the, th- the that broth is pure fucking science as well. Like the, the like if you look up any of the recipes, every single one of them has one thing in common. And that is they all tell you that you have to clean the bones that you're boiling, which to someone who's into like Western cooking, that sounds just wrong. We're just like, well, but why? Yeah, you're, I'm just like, but the flavor. Yeah, all the little meat bits that could go into my, my soup and be tasty. Yeah, well, you don't clean off the meat bits. Specifically, you take it and you blanch the bones. Mm-hmm. And then you rinse, take them out, dump the water. Yep. 
take like a clean scrub brush and scrub the shit to get all the like impurities and like black stuff and everything off of them and then put them back in and then put more water and then boil the fuck out of them and like uh there's there's some places where like they'll spend a solid half hour just cleaning the pig feet because you use pork trotters yep and you just clean them and clean them and clean them and clean them and clean them. But the less impurities that go into it, the less you have to scum off and the yeah. better, the the more bold the flavor will become. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. Like, if there was weird, like, floaties in my ramen broth, I'd <laughs> yeah. be a little bit weird. Like, if they weren't discernible floaties, like... But that's a, that's actually one one kind of nutty thing is that there's almost none of that. Like, when you drink the broth at the end of good ramen... You have almost like no chunks, which is weird in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I never was like drinking and then like chewing bits of things. I was like, no, no, no. It's like pure liquid, like the purest of liquids. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, and so the, the, the thing with tonkatsu broth, one of the reasons is white, right? It's not a clear bone broth. It's white for some weird reason. And that reason is that, that that's where that rolling boil comes into play. The rolling boil actually emulsifies the fats from the pork into the water. Mm-hmm. So it creates this emulsified broth. And I was like, oh, that's how that works. Because, like, I was always confused because I never got the nice white creamy broth. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you don't. You're not preparing it the way that it yeah. needs to be prepared. So, like, when it, and like, there's so many just finicky, bullshitty things when making well, any Japanese food, right? They're they're so specific, not about everything, but about certain things. They're it's like with with mirin, like the kind of mirin you use is important because there's like three, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what do you mean? There's three kinds of mirin. What kind does this one need? Well, that's like, you know, just saying use sake. Well, that that's a really big question. Yeah, that's... that's the same as saying, you know, use wine. But there's a lot. Yeah. Well, so because there's the like that Kikoman Mirin sauce, which is like just shit that you put in to make like ponzu. And then you have like Hon Mirin, which is like uh, real actual brewed Mirin. And then you have like, it's called like Ash. Aussie Mirin or something and or Aki Mirin and it's like kind of a weird halfway between the two and each one has its own purpose in what it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. because like using Hon Mirin on like a Ponzu sauce would be sort of like using a $100 bottle of red wine on like ketchup for french fries is is just like why you know <laughs> so yeah i mean the the frame of mind that i've always been with is you want to use the ingredients you would you know enjoy naturally first yeah and don't compromise but you don't use you know overly expensive stuff <laughs> uh frivolously <laughs> this is like you know, two hundred dollar bottle. You're not, you're not putting wine. gold leaf on your hot dogs, for example. <laughs> that that's just not worth it. Yeah, and no, just use a two hundred fifty dollar bottle of wine to make fucking spaghetti bolognese. Like, <laughs> the 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 flavor 
preference would be do that. <laughs> because if you think that bottle of wine is worth to the $250, clearly you like the way it tastes. <laughs> so you want that flavor in everything that you're going to make with wine. Yeah. But just using it for the sake of using it and be like, it will be better because this is expensive is not correct. You could probably achieve a nearly equivalent flavor profile with a cheaper bottle of wine. Well, like um I did that too where um when I was making uh when I was making like butter chicken or tikka masala or anything like oh that. Oh my god, Indian food is so good. So I like, you know, my first time I went and bought like every individual spice and like everything that, I needed and that's the, the only way to do it. Well that's what I mean, like the double cream and yeah. like all that stuff. I bought everything individually and did it did, all. And where it did you find fenugreek leaves? Because I can't fucking find them in this city. Superstore. Really? And they they have every fucking, like, <laughs> international food you could well, possibly remember, think. Superstore Store bought TNT, TNT. So they have a huge uh, uh, investment in multicultural uh, markets. The other place you could probably find it is Basha Foods as well. That's over yeah. on Barlow. Because they've got basically everything else. <laughs> so, um, but I bought everything individually. And it was it was dynamite. It was awesome. It was super, super good. Then I found it just it took you six hours to fucking make it. It took a long time to find all the individual ingredients and get them all, you know, done and do the whole deal. Um, but what I did find is I found one. I was I was pretty lazy one night, but really wanted to make Indian food. So I found one company. Um, I can't remember. I think they're called House Gourmet. I think it is. Um, but I know the package. It comes in like a like a purplish pink package. And it's spice paste, which encompasses all yep. of the spices into a wicked mushy paste. And the flavor out of that paste is awesome. So if I don't have to go <laughs> and buy 10 different spices mm -hmm. and do it all, and I can literally do everything else and go, and then just like squeeze this package yeah, toothpaste out. Toothpaste it yeah. on. So the, the frame of mind I've always been in these days is I like, I like to cook, but it's, it's time consuming. And when you want to do things like a curry from scratch, it takes a long time to get your spice base, right? Yeah. There, there's a, there's a process there. Yeah. Now, if you're going to use a lot of it, it is absolutely better to make a whole bunch of spice paste and freeze or refrigerate oh, your excess, yeah. right? But if you're not going to use a lot of it, it becomes impractical. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. It's um, it's like you know making uh, huge amounts of roux for sauces that you make once every couple of weeks. Your roux goes bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So you're not gonna you're not gonna do these better versions of things because they are <laughs> they're just impractical well, overall it, yeah right? it, it really does take a special kind of effort it does like and it's a labor of love it is but i mean i've been doing a bunch of baking recently and i love to bake but i have like i, I got a bread machine for christmas one year which was one of my my super wants because bread making takes so fucking long <laughs> and you can't like start it and go do something else because there are specific time points that yeah. you have to hit or you well, fuck it up you can it's just okay i did this 10 minutes and you walk away do a thing you set a timer and when that 10 minutes hits yeah. you but have I to go i can't go grocery shopping right i can't i can't play around with the day as much yeah so the bread maker is great because i throw some ingredients in, i push a button four hours later i have bread 
right, fantastic. It still goes bad before I eat it all. <laughs> it makes too much bread. <laughs> right. The thing so, is, the bread coming out of your bread maker is definitely cheaper than the bread you're buying at the it supermarket. It is, though, do you know how hard it is to find powdered milk here? Which is weird, because Canada is known for having powdered milk. <laughs> but it's the East. Yep. Yeah. Not here. I you could probably get that at Superstore. Probably. I found some at Sobeys. They had it they had one kind in the baking aisle and yeah. it was the skim milk powder. And I was sad because I wanted not skim milk. Yeah. No, um, I, there there's a type of bread I like to make called Hokkaido milk loaf. Mm-hmm. Or Hokkaido milk rolls. Oh my god. They're so good, yeah. But you need milk powder to make them. And the thing is, milk powder is great um, because it keeps for like a fucking year, mm-hmm. right? So if, if you're doing any of these baking recipes that you don't want to keep whole milk on for, because milk goes bad, fucking like you buy the 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 thing, and by the time you get home, it's gone and spoiled. It seems like some days. Apparently, Manitoba has powdered milk. That would be the east. Yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. When you, if you can tell me that most of Saskatchewan drinks powdered milk, one, I'll call you a liar. No, they don't. And and two, um, then you're starting to get into Middle Canada. <laughs> I lived in East Saskatchewan, and powdered milk was definitely not a thing. No, and I was always confused by other people talking about like the fucking bag of milk. Again, that's also the East, and I'm just like, who the fuck has a bag of milk? I mean, but I the, s- see, the thing is, I thought that. Until I went to my babysitter's house where she had fucking bags of milk. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Where did this come from? I don't understand. Where did you even get this? Yeah, I remember. I remember that getting up, getting up in the morning, going out, going out to the the front step and wanting cereal and having to go up to the front step and bring in the milk Mm -hmm. crate with four bags of milk in it. And then cutting it and then pouring it in my cereal. And see, that's that's weird because I remember the milk delivery guy, right? I, I remember don't at him all. Um, because we would get cartons of milk, but it was cartons, right? It was just Dairyland milk delivered every couple of days or whatever it was. Yeah. Which honestly, that's a service I miss. Yeah. Right. The convenience of doing it yourself was great until I would much rather have a subscription milk service. Can I get subscription milk back? Can we restart subscription milk, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're getting subscription groceries what? and shit now. Why don't yeah. we just have skip the udders and then they just bring you, they just bring you milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, farm to door teat delivery. <laughs> they just like, bring the cow to you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just aim it in your mouth like a balloon squirt game at the fair. <laughs> but, like, it's funny. I remember the side of my house. It still has. It's all filled in with insulation now, but it has the milk door. Yeah. Right? Which a bunch of houses have. Uh, I don't think this house has See, one. See, that Roland's house has one of those. Yeah. And when he showed it to me, it blew my fucking yeah. mind. Yeah, You're door. like, what is that for? That's where the milk went. Right, uh, you put the milk in there so that yeah. they didn't have to disturb you. Because never in my life have I had milk delivery yeah. at all. It wasn't really a thing. So, like, the concept of a fucking milk door <laughs> is really fucking weird to me. I, honest to God, until I saw Roland's, like, last year, I did not know that was a thing. Yep. Well, and it he, wouldn't really come up because, again, today they're yeah. never used. So, so most of them are painted over, filled it, with insulation. It's and, just this archaic piece of technology I'd never fucking heard of. I mean, and it's like, literally a hole in your wall with two cupboard doors <laughs> in yeah. front. And like he, He's like, that's the milk door. And I'm like, 
A what? I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> the milk door. See, and I'm, I'm like, why the fuck I, I does milk need a door? I would have, I would have, and no pun intended, I would have milked that for everything I could get. Because <laughs> it's, it's where the milk goes. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's how, that's where milk comes from, is the milk door. Like, right, didn't you ever have milk just come in your milk door? <laughs> yeah, it's like, and like he explains it to me. And even after getting the explanation, I was still like, whoa, like that's yeah. fucking nuts. Well, it's the same thing with like delivery milk. If you've never experienced it, if you grew up after it stopped being a thing, the concept probably seems a little weird to you. You know, why would you pay for someone to bring milk to your house day to day or every couple of days or when whatever I can it was? just hop over and grab some. Yeah. Like, but you know, today I'm I'm kind of getting to the point where I wouldn't mind like a, you know, weekly drop off of a bunch of groceries for me to cook with because it would be more convenient. Yeah, yeah. And well, I live I live a block from a grocery store. Trust me, there's some laziness talking here, but no. Still though, no. well, and that's the thing is like if there's a lot of these things I'm realizing that if you haven't experienced them, the technology behind them is going to seem absolutely foreign to you for example uh excuse me with those bags of milk uh my babysitter she had a special carton yeah you have so, a, a jug well so you well no but this jug was special because you take the milk bag you put it in you pull the tab over top and then you just close it and it automatically cuts the tab and like seals oh, it nice so you, you it was just like basically you drop it in pull the thing close it done and you can just pour and like the little tip came out oh that's awesome and like so it was like a self-cutting milk bag jug and it's uh, so it's like you know to someone who's never experienced a bag of milk i imagine such a thing being a thing is yeah. probably fucking mind-blowing well wait i've seen a video of someone who got a uh it was just like a you know what we a two liter milk carton kind of thing, right? And clearly, this was like in the early days of these being around because they didn't know how to open them. Yeah, right. So you see them like they they've peeled it both sides, and now they've got this like four letter four way flap thing, and they take out a knife or a scissors, and they're like cutting it and then they open it up and they've got that gaping hole because you've cut it wrong <laughs> and they go to pour it and it just pours everywhere <laughs> whereas today you know you hand a four-year-old a, a carton of milk they know how to pop yeah. it open uh, it's the same idea right if, if if you're not familiar with the technology if it's new or you know too old the, well they actually have carton openers no, this is like a thing. You like stick it in and pull, and no, you literally, it's not like. Uh, actually, actually, so one of the people I watch on YouTube, um, Barry Lewis, he he has a channel that used to be called My Virgin Kitchen. I think it's been rebranded recently. Um, he's uh, just a guy who's taught himself how to cook, and his channel sort of took off. Um, he reviews kitchen gadgets. Yeah, right. And one of the things that he always brings up, and I try to keep in mind when talking about things like carton openers and shit that to me that is a waste of money right why would you ever buy a tool to open a carton but if you are physically disabled or something yeah it may actually help yeah that well, might be a big uh, deal that's like there's this whole infomercial about this thing that's a stand and you pick it up and you put your sock on it then you put it on the floor and you can stick your yep. foot in it to just put yep. your sock on and it was funny because like this this was put on the on reddit and all of the comments were like what the fuck kind of lazy asshole 
Do you have to be? Do you have to be to not even put your own fucking socks on? And someone just replied, "They're like, this is for disabled people and elderly, yeah, and pregnant women, yeah." And people were just like, "Oh, Oh. I uh, I saw that particular device on another YouTube channel that I watch. uh, Vivian tries, yeah, and again, she's she's like a a Texan just woman who uh, reviews kitchen gadgety, you know, crap from dollar stores." (laughs) Uh, and she reviewed that, but one of the things that she she wanted to check was she got like a bunch of pillows and you know weighed herself out to be pregnant. Yep. And tried to to use it there because that's what she saw it as being useful for. Yeah. So it, it it's mainly made for people with like arthritis and stuff because like holding on to the sock and bending down when yeah, you're older, and reaching out, and, and like it, it it can be excessively painful for yeah. oh, uh, sure. elderly people, especially when you got like. You know, arthritis hands and a shit back and your hips out. Like, just the process of putting on socks is a nightmare. Yeah. So, so that's, and that's the thing. And don't get me wrong. There are gadgets out there that are 100% nobody needs them. Yeah, just lazy. Right. Strawberry slicer. Mm. You mean a knife? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, um, Adam, I think you have stuff to actually talk about, though, instead of us going on about random nonsense like we always do for, like, nine million years. I mean, it was a good random nine million years, though. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I had two things I wanted to talk about. No. Oh, okay. Well, good night, everybody. It has to be at least three <laughs> things. Goodbye, everybody. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll do the first one first and then we'll find out. <laughs> exactly. Typically, that's how it works. <laughs> you know what? As long as my chicken. If you're not first for last. Fridge, we're good. Yeah. Um, and then my second one, then you get to see what's in the box. Um, so my first one, I will weave you a tail, paint you a motherfucking picture. Ooh. Okay. Please do. So. Imagine yourselves. No. Are you imagining yourself? Yeah, it's pretty easy. All right, good. Now, imagine yourself that you're in Australia. Okay? Okay. You're whisked away to the magical land of Australia. I'm already sad. <laughs> There's <laughs> way too sad. many spiders here. Mm-hmm. I'm already sad and drunk. <laughs> um, so, you're in Australia, and you're... Uh, Oi, oi, oi. You're on a uh, lovely stroll. All right, uh, down your block. You, it's a nice day, so you figure you go for a walk. And uh, all you're kind of hoping is that, you know, that neighbor of yours that, you know, you don't really truly get along with. Hopefully he's not outside also enjoying the day because, you know, then you'd have to converse with him and it would be weird. Or you'd just get, you know, shitty glares back and forth. Yep. You know, it, it, just not good, not good. So you're around enjoying the day, and you're just like, well, hope he doesn't come around. And, uh, he does! <laughs> Shit! Great. Now what? Now what's the day going to be like? It's weird, though, because it looks like he's holding a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, this is, a, this is Australia, though, so maybe he's just hunting wallabies. And you're like, that's weird. Or He's drop bear. It was drop bear defense. Probably drop bears. Yeah. Um, and uh, it it looks like he's coming towards you. He must see a drop bear. <laughs> there there might be one on your head yeah. right now, and maybe he's coming to save you. Maybe this is his way to break break the ice. That that he's gonna he's gonna take out this vicious drop bear <laughs> that's about to attack you. So 
he looks like he gets in line with you and hefts his bow up and knocks in an arrow and points it directly at you. Okay, Uh-oh. so now I'm not having a good time. So now, you, now I'm not worried about drop bears. So you proceed to do the Australian thing and say, Oi, cunt, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> As you proceed to take out your cell phone and film him because somebody <laughs> is about to murder you. So That's the logical thing to do. That, that is the path you would take, right? So amidst this argument, he... Let's the arrow go, and as human reaction would dictate, you do not move by the time the arrow gets to you. And it turns out that technology is not so bad after all, because the arrow proceeds to go through your smartphone, but just enough to knock <laughs> your hand back so that the arrow just touches your chin and gives you a little gash. But it actually saves your life. Because if your smartphone hadn't have been there, the arrow would have gone embedded right into your skull. Jesus. Like, like dead center shot, basically. Like, your cell phone was up here. Like, it was not, like, down here or here. It was, like, right in line with your face. And you would have been dead. Oh, my God. So, in Australia, <laughs> um, these two gentlemen had an argument. It was apparently an ongoing thing. One of the gentlemen... Brought a bow and arrow to a guy's got nothing fight <laughs> and uh, proceeded to shoot said man with an arrow. Wow. And he was filming and you should see the picture. So here, let me see. I should, uh, I saved the picture here for you. Um, this is what incoming death looks like. So. Oh my like, God. Like almost pretty much through the camera lens itself. Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ. So, I don't know. We're probably... You know what? So, just look up... Just look up Man in Australia um, gets protected. You know what? We might be able to kind of... Yeah. So, yeah. Just look up Australia guy shoots a bow and arrow through a fucking phone. And, yeah, it's like right through the fucking center of the top of the fucking phone. (laughs) What kind of phone is that? Uh, <laughs> it probably doesn't have a headphone jack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, he my just, God. He just made another 3.5-millimeter port. Yeah. <laughs> the the That's phone. what the guy was doing. He's trying to help him out, give him a <laughs> new headphone jack. Hey, you got a headphone jack? No. Don't worry. It's <laughs> very still. Yeah, so apparently the Doof. only injuries uh, the man uh, received was from the just from the force of the arrow punching through because that like that must have been a decent bow because that thing like that thing went through that phone Mm -hmm. fairly well and uh yeah the only injury he sustained was when the force of the arrow knocked it and hit the point of the arrow into his chin and gave him a little gash oh my god and that's it so this dude was like arrested and is being charged with fucking attempted murder right yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) so there's definitely there's there's most definitely charges happening, and uh, I imagine that it just I don't know I I can't say like I would it, it would be one of two one of two scenarios for myself I would either see a person approaching me with a bow and arrow and go 
nah, I'm good, and fuck right yeah. off immediately. Or I would be so dumbfounded by the fact that somebody is about to murder me with a bow and arrow in fucking 2019. <laughs> that I was just like, <laughs> like, I just like, okay. Like, I guess this is well, fake. And, like, and part of it, too, you can sort of imagine he's sitting there. He's got his phone out, you know, as a just-in-case. Yeah. But you, you don't really expect the arrow to be loosed. No. And then it goes <laughs> through your phone. And yeah. just like. And you're just, what? what do you do? Right? Where, where does your mind go? Because I think I would, like, I don't know. I would break down, and I don't know what way I would react. I just, like, it's like, step aside, IMAX, because this is real 3D. <laughs> like, well, just, like, just I, I, I feel like if I was in that situation, it would hit my phone, scratch my chin. I'd immediately scream like a little bitch and run. <laughs> that, that's how that would fucking go. It also depends on how many arrows he had. Because if he only brought one, I'd be like, yeah. Now what? Yeah, I'm I'm not risking it. You wouldn't uh, you wouldn't grab the arrow by the shaft and try to murder him with no, your now phone arrow? No, that's, I would not. That's why you that's why you just fucking unsling your blunderbuss because apparently we're fighting like it's the fucking like yeah, pull out your yeah. slingshot and, and go to town. Like Jesus Christ like like haha, your arrow's missed, but I brought my bolas like <laughs> like you got a fucking trident in a net, like <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, net gun. Oh my God! It just, I'm just like, yeah. It just that's all I can think about. Is Blow I dart. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't fucking know. No, that why. is that's outrageous, oh. and it is so Australia. It is. Yeah, it's not even funny. Yeah. Like, now we got spiders, drop bears, and this motherfucker. Crazy fuckers with bows and some fucking asshat with a fucking bow and arrow um yeah so it just like it just ridiculous like i oh god anyway <laughs> um so number two <laughs> no nope, there's a bathroom upstairs for that <laughs> i actually i just watched ashi and seapok again last night that's a great movie i don't know what that is uh it's a korean animation um uh Oh, oh, I think you've shown me this. Uh, all about uh, a future world where uh, people are paid uh, based on how much they poop. And they're paid in something called Juicy oh, Pops. Oh, yeah. Which is a highly this. addictive popsicle. <laughs> and things like not pooping is a felony offense punishable by death. <laughs> Um, I mean, and uh, some people get so addicted to juicy pops uh, that they actually tr they eat so many of them that they transform into these like blue freaks. And when they do that, society doesn't want them anymore. Uh, so the so um, so that they can't get any more juicy pops. They basically like weld a steel plate to their ass so that they can't poop anymore. So that way they can't get any more juicy pops. And yeah, that the show is about <laughs> the, the the dudes with the blue plate that are welded to their ass uh, are called the 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 blue diaper gang. And then there's the mafia who wants to rule the underground of juicy pops. <laughs> uh, who uh, they they they're trying to uh, they're in on it. And then there's the in the middle of it. There's this girl who had the uh, uh, fecal detection ring that is implanted in everyone's ass at birth, obviously. 
uh, modified so that every poop sa- uh, counts as 10,000. So uh, she just gets a shitload of juicy pops. And so it's the fucking movie about gang warfare between the fucking blue diaper gang, the fucking Russian mob, and then the hyper-authoritarian state and their robot police uh, all chasing after this girl. It it sounds (laughs) very, very Asian animation. Like... 100%. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like I was as I'm watching it, I'm just like, I forgot how fucking hard it is to follow what the shit is going on in like, this movie. Yeah, like what the actual fuck is happening. <laughs> uh, one of the main characters is a porn director, and and that's where the idea came from. Oh my god, I have the hiccups. Um. Uh, is he was a directing a porno where that was the concept is that the the girl had a uh, a holy ass and uh <laughs> these time travelers came and modified her her <laughs> ring so that it would do that and everyone was like oh that's actually a good idea we should do that and so they do that to this porn actress and that's how that that happens and He's in the movie a lot, usually dressed up in some weird drag shit and a thong and running around with a fucking machine gun. There's a scene where he goes on like a total acid trip and he starts seeing like the the blue diaper gang as aliens from like xenomorphs from the movie Alien. And he's like, oh, God, I need to kill them all. And he just like picks up a machine gun and just starts fucking going to town killing people. Because he thinks people are fucking aliens and shit. It's a hell of a movie, man. <laughs> it sounds like a hell of a movie. It, it definitely to, sounds it, like it's, it. It's an adventure. You you always manage to find some of the weirdest fucking <laughs> shit out there. I mean... Like cat you, soup. Cats, well, and see, cat soup is is not just... It's it's weird, but it's not quite crazy weird. Not like Wonder Showsen. Wonder Showsen's fucking weird. Or oh, yeah. whatever yeah. the fuck that French uh, animated show you were showing me the other day was. The French, the, anim- the one with the uh, it, it's like like a kids show, but it is definitely not oh, a kids Peep-a-doo. show. Yeah, Peepu do. Yeah, yeah, that one. If you're ever on YouTube, just Google Peepu do. Like P E E P O O D O, yeah. P O D O. Just be warned, it is weird and very much not for children. It is not a kids' show, no matter what it might look like on the box. It is not a kids' it's show. Not a, the first episode will confirm that for you. It's kind of yeah. like that giant sticker they put on all the Wonder Shows and boxes, <laughs> where they're just like, "No, stop." This is not a children's yeah, show. Yeah, like, for yeah. for sure it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonder Showsen was fucking it's weird. weird. It's a little out there. Like, it's good, but sometimes you're just like, what? Like, like, one of the lines that always sticks out to me is the hot dogs give me energy so I can fight off my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. Like, the, the, the Wonder Showsen formula was to use the kids' show format to make you uncomfortable yeah but it kind of went in the shove it in your face direction yeah whereas and like there was also all kinds of like real like the show was already weird and sinister 
and then but then you get like even in the lyrics of like some of the songs like the ending song is like um one of the lines is goodbye my friend we'll get you in the end we hope you enjoyed the show yeah. and like th- there's just shit like that slipped in all yeah. over the place oh big time like it, it it's a it's a head trip like yeah, so definitely. Uh, Achi, so it's Achi and Sipak. So two A's, A A C H I, and Sipak. Uh, that's one show. Then you have Wonder Shosen. Yeah. Um, spelt with a Z, and then you have uh, Peepudu. Peepudu. Yeah. Peepudu was one of those shows that was a train wreck for me. <laughs> right. It was just so awful. I couldn't look away. I mean. I I have to admit that like what is it Batman and Spider-Man is kinda, <gasps> Batman Spider-Man like, is fantastic like, and it also has that like almost off-putting sinisterness to it that you don't really know where it's coming from well you just sort of like when they're just like in the middle of a conversation and then like sad tuba shows up and just kind of and then the episode ends and you're just like <laughs> but they didn't finish talking like they're, like they're just like in the middle of a conversation I, like literally I, did i tell you they got a full like second season yeah like on mojo which is like really yeah just... there's a whole like seven or eight episodes of batman pirate man i haven't seen oh my god i need to go and watch them it... i'm batman i'm spider man i come over the house <laughs> Um, uh, I think the weirdest thing I own is probably Poultrygeist. Poultrygeist is fucking that's, weird. That's a Kauf, Kaufman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Kaufman film? Yeah, that's yeah. a Troma, uh, a Troma movies film. Troma. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think the weirdest one I own is Dead Snow. Dead Snow's weird. Um, but <laughs> but it's uh, like, that's like Blu-ray I actually legitimately own, though. Yeah, like actually own yeah i like i basically bought all of the uh, as many as i could find anyway of the trauma movies oh wait no i i have uh uh mega shark versus giant squid on blu-ray yeah and see that's going to the like the the shitty movie yeah. space which also has some fantastic entries <laughs> um it really, to really. the point where they've become mainstream which is weird yeah. to think about your, your troll twos, birdemics. Well, apparently, um, on pa- St. Patty's Day, they released a new Leprechaun movie. Oh my <laughs> god! Right, like that series has been dead forever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leprechaun! You, you know what I didn't know? Apparently, I, I may be wrong, but apparently, oh. I, l- I looked it up, and apparently, the fucking Leprechaun from the Leprechaun movies was Warwick Davis. It's Warwick Davis, and the the lead actress is Jennifer Aniston. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I knew. Right, it. it's um, like. We, yeah, it's weird. Warwick Davis though will do fucking anything for money. Which one is of our great. one of like our listeners like... also brought up Axe Cop, which is a great. Yeah, actually, I've, Axe I've Cop's heard of that. Decent. Like, I, it's... I like Axe Cop. Oh, Axe Cop. That, that <laughs> I mean... reminds me too. There's a sequel being made for uh, what's it called? Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm I think so excited. I think Chow is actually making a. I think it's a Stephen Chow. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. Kung Fu so Hustle he's, and uh, like Shaolin, Shaolin Soccer. Soccer and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Those those movies are amazing, and I just like see those movies to me are um it, it's it's sort of like the thing they talk about in Go- in Ghost in the Shell. They're an homage to a genre that didn't do that, right? So they're they're an homage to the like old school kung fu movies, 
but at the same time, none of the old school kung fu movies looked like that. Well, no, acted like, like that. They kind of put their own like yeah, com- like cheese comedic spin on an old style kung yeah. fu movie. But they just like they just amplified it because if you watch anything from like. If you watch any movie basically from like the 80s to early 90s, they all, they all had this weird like formula where they're just such hard cheese. Yeah. That mm-hmm. you they just like it's like everybody talks about the room. Yeah. Because fucking what's his pickle? But then they Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, so Tommy Wiseau apparently everybody's like so you watch a room and you're just like Oh my god, he is the worst actor. Like it's a it's a meme now where he's just like yep. I did not hit her. I, I did didn't. not. Oh, oh hi, hi Mark. Mark. But but like everybody said that's met him, they're just like, when you fucking meet him, he wasn't bad at acting. That's actually yeah. how he fucking is. Yeah. Like that's him. He was just playing himself. So they're like, I don't know if it's like he's bad at anything because he's just He's just being himself. Yeah, he was just reading lines and being... No, I've seen interviews with him, and he does the whole... (laughs) Like, like that that, that fucking weird hollow laugh. Yeah, that weird laugh laugh that (laughs) just puts you off. And yeah, Yeah. like, he just seems like... He seems like a very strange... He... Well, that's the thing. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. Yeah, where he came from. <laughs> no, he just kind of was like... Yeah, he, he appeared in Hollywood yeah. with seemingly unlimited money. Yeah. Like, I was reading into it. Nobody knows who the fuck this guy is. <laughs> Nobody knows where his money comes from, what country he's from, to the point where he was on, like, Jimmy Kimmel or something with um, the the other actor uh, who played him. In James Franco. James yeah. Franco. And Jimmy Kimmel mentioned something, and he mentioned that he was from, like, Eastern Europe. And James Franco stops, and he's like, wait, wait, wh- hang on. Like, ha- no, yeah. stop, stop, stop the fucking, <laughs> what, what the fuck? He's like, no, this is new. This is new information. No one's never heard this. We have never heard this before. I I had to practice to be this man, and I don't know where he's from. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing is like, just like, I don't know if you know this, but Eastern Europe is kind of a huge fucking place. It's big. There's a lot of Eastern Europe. Like, <laughs> so, like, but even narrowing it down to just that is already more information than we've ever had before. Which is so funny. Yeah. Like, it's just and like, ridiculous. he didn't even like say it. He was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jimmy Kimmel was like, oh, are you from, like, Eastern Europe or something? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, like, everyone's like, this is, this is like, this is news. This is actual news. Yeah. Holy shit, you got the fucking exclusive on fucking Tommy Wiseau by accident. By getting to, by getting to him to admit that he's not from fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, like, just, like. We've narrowed it down, boys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, you actually had an, an actual second story. Oh, and we kind yeah. of, you started it and we just kind of bounced off and fucked off over here for a bit. That's, that's okay. Um, so, so who knows 
I we've definitely talked about them before, but who all remembers our lovely friends, the Westboro Baptist Church? I remember that. I don't know anyone lovely from there, but I know what you're talking about. Knowing no, known for doing such things as mainly protests, being pieces of garbage, mm-hmm. um, protesting apparently protesting military funerals just because the person was gay. Which no, no, no. They like, protest military funerals because the United States basically uh, uh, like tolerates gay people, and therefore the United States as a country is uh, is uh, damned. It just like it just and they just they're like they are the ideal pieces of garbage. Yeah. Take take the movie Tao was talking about and just like push it a little more ridiculous, and that's what you have in the Westboro Baptist <laughs> Church. Like just like take that fucking idea and just like oh god anyway so um evidently there was um it was they were um sorry <sighs> i should have my my brain is totally gone it's okay so i know the feeling me so, too anyway there was today a, was fucked for work uh there was a there was a trans person that was um being sworn in um at the courts and the Westboro Baptist Church thought it would be thought it would be okay to go there and protest but because you know we don't like that that shouldn't be a thing you're a mutant blah 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 mm-hmm. all this garbage so this is this is beautiful thing cuz we don't often i guess my like sort of my i don't know i call them my my fellow metalheads don't necessarily always do like these kind of crazy things but um so randy blythe who is actually the lead singer of lamb of god not even a small metal band Mm -hmm. heard that the westboro baptist church was going to be protesting this lovely person's um this lovely person's event and decided that he would tweet and use his social media power as the lead singer of a very, very well-known band Mm -hmm. to get as many fans as humanly possible to go down to meet the Westboro Baptist Church. However, and this is the best part about this whole goddamn thing, is he told them to all come down and meet them, and he'll give them instructions. When they got there, there was zero violence, zero swearing, Mm -hmm. nothing like that. Obviously, some signs, but nothing. It didn't, like, I looked at them. They really didn't look. They were actually more positive than anything. And he brought a bag of kazoos and proceeded to give all the metalheads kazoos. (laughs) (laughs) So that when the Westboro Baptist Church went on their ranty rant, that everyone just played kazoos at them. And that's all they did. And apparently, they completely drowned them out. And the Westboro Baptist Church just fucking left because oh nobody could God. hear a single fucking word. Oh, they that's were. that is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. And it just like I just thought like to promote and even like even him himself had mentioned that he was like <clears throat> apparently he had said that you can't talk to these people. There's no reasoning with them, so there's no point. Getting into stupid shouting matches. There's no point in, you know, swearing at them. Violence isn't the answer. But this, if we can just fucking cloud their message 
He's like, this is beautiful. It's perfect. <laughs> so yeah, it was just, uh, it was like a ton, a ton of people showed up. Um, he handed out the kazoos and yeah, they, uh, oh, and he told them all to dress in the most absurd outfits they could possibly grab or have or anything. Didn't matter. Um, yeah, which is, which I just thought was just so amazing. Like, um, what was it? Yeah, he had mentioned that these people are coming out and speaking a bunch of ignorance about my friend. And he said, I don't like that. So we came out and just drowned them out. That's the easiest way. There's no point in engaging these mm -hmm. people. And people just wore, like, you know, rainbow hats and ridiculous outfits. And, like, um, there's, like... Um, that people had signs like queer Jesus loves us more and Westboro Baptist church jealous much. Um, yeah, it was, uh, and there was only six members of the Westboro Baptist church. Uh, they arrived at 9 AM and left about a half hour after they got there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and apparently they, they, they didn't say much about, but they apparently they had planned a second demonstration uh, on the Virginia Commonwealth University campus later that day, but apparently it did not happen. Excellent. Yeah. So um, I it just I thought it was just wicked. Um, and I guess what they did too is they turned it into a fundraiser as well. Mm -hmm. So people that showed up donated, and it went to a wicked cause. So that's actually really that's cool. fantastic. I just thought it was awesome. So I got to kind of thinking, like I sort of was like, you know. I, I wondered, I kind of wondered how effective this would be. So, so Tal, if you'd, uh, if you'd like to tell a story, <laughs> what we're going to do <laughs> is, is, uh, so I bought a bag of kazoos. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. And so I was kind of, I was sort of hoping Roland would be here yeah. too, but I just, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to work at all, but we're going to give mm. them. <laughs> so because i was just like i wonder if it's coming to this end yeah it's <laughs> okay so could you imagine <laughs> Hundreds uh, of people <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a fucking vuvuzela stadium it, it is <laughs> People had those too. Uh, so, <laughs> well. uh, so you, you just imagine trying to like protest a thing that you really have no business protesting. Just hundreds of people. I haven't seen a legit kazoo <laughs> in forever. Yeah. Where do you even uh, buy a bag of kazoos these days? Um, like the, the dollar store? Yes. So the place I knew would have kazoos because it's so fucking... Like, you can find everything at the dollar store. You really can. Like, if something hasn't been a toy in 50 years, the it will be store at has the dollar it. store. Fucking kazoos. <laughs> yours, yours isn't going all buzzy. <laughs> Okay, that's enough of that. Fuck. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, why don't we put on car <laughs> before the kazoos go too bad? Oh my god. Um, and we literally lose all of our listeners. 
and then we'll be done after that because right now there is no email because I'm a lazy motherfucker. Hmm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh uh, God. Uh, all right. I'm gonna blow up Car's thing, and then we'll be back. Okay. I'm gonna throw sound on so we can hear. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Car, and tonight it's the Super Bowl. Well, this is more the juniors of uh, political news. Uh, we've got an election that's been called for Alberta. Um, now, I know that a lot of our listeners aren't necessarily Albertans, so this may not this apply to you. But I will, of course, preface this, that I am going to mention this because it is very important local news, and we still have some local listeners, so, yeah. Now, the uh, provincial election here in Alberta was called for April the 16th. Uh, Rachel Notley dropped the writ uh, two days ago now, uh, as of this recording, basically saying, get your ass to the polls. Um, now, again, I will always preface this with, I will not tell you who to vote for. But I'll be damned if I'm not going to tell you to exercise the shit out of that right. Now, I am under no illusions, and I have said in the past and before that I have some obvious biases. Um, I am definitely going to, you know, speak to those, and but I do at least try and explain my rationality behind why that's going on. So, we've got our election here in the province for April the 16th, and... Again, right now, it's Alberta, so I'll be totally honest, our chances of not having a UCP government is small. We'll, we'll go with small. Small, is, small sounds good. Uh, I mean, for those who don't remember, the entire reason, I mean, that we have an NDP majority right now is because, again, with the way that the first-past-the-post system works... Um, Right in every single riding for every seat in the the legislature in Parliament in the in the legislative assembly, what we call it here in Alberta, uh, of course, everybody just votes for the candidate they want. Whatever candidate has the most votes wins. And of course, what had happened was that in a lot of cases we kind of had three way races in a whole lot of ridings all over the the uh, province. There was the Progressive Conservative Party at the time, uh, then the Wild Rose Party, who were the really right wing ones. Uh, PCs were, you know, have been ruling the province for 42 years, were reprehensibly corrupt, <laughs> as almost every other Tuesday there was some sort of new thing coming out. Uh, and then we had the NDP. Uh, the Liberals have been kind of just a wreck in this province forever, and they're still looking like they're going to be a wreck. I'm not even sure if they've been able to put forward a full slate of candidates yet, uh, which is not a great sign. But... We also have the Alberta Party, which is another one of the larger uh, parties here in the province. Uh, but again, it was really a three-way race between the NDP, the PCs, and the Wild Rose. And because so many people could not make up their minds between the Wild Rose, who were, again, very right-wing, so very, very, very socially conservative, and that really didn't take a lot of people the right way. Uh, and then, of course, we had the PCs, who were more moderate and, you know, in theory, we're okay, but again, we're utterly corrupt at that point. I mean, again, there were stories coming out of completely mismanaged funds, of, uh, I mean, private penthouses, etc., being made for, for people. It was all just kind of ridiculous. And then, 
the NDP for the, well, I can't, I don't like the conservatives and the liberals are right out and the Alberta party couldn't find their own butts with a map and a flashlight. So, um, that was the choice that ended up kind of taking it in a lot of writings enough that it ended up that they formed government and not just formed government with a majority, no less. Now in that, these last few years, as I've, we've kind of mentioned before is the two conservative parties in the province, the wild rose and the progressive conservatives ended up unifying into what is now the unified or the unit United conservative party uh, of Alberta. And they're led by an asshole named James, uh, Jason Kenney. Uh, now I've again made mention of this guy before, but for a bit of a recap, Jason Kenney used to actually be a federal member of parliament under Harper's government uh, until his government was defeated uh, by Trudeau a couple of years ago. And then again, he won his seat. Kenny was still a member of parliament. Uh, in fact, for a Calgary riding here. And then he decided that he didn't like being a backbencher anymore. And so he quit federal politics to go and unify the provincial conservatives here in Alberta. Now, for those of you who don't really follow the general progression of political careers, it is very rare for somebody to go from being a member of the federal parliament or anything like that to then become a member of a provincial legislature. I mean, that would be like somebody going from being a congressman or a senator in the United States to then deciding to be a member of their state senate. It's just, it's generally considered a downgrade. Now, of course, the thing is, Kenny has been riding the coattails of Harper for his entire career. Suddenly, Harper was gone, and then Harper decided that he was going to retire from formally from federal politics. Now, he's done nothing but the sort. He's on the board of the provincial or the uh, federal conservatives. He's been advising Jason Kenny here in the the province of Alberta. So, again, the man is basically just no longer representative. Now he's just a shady backroom dealer. Which, again, I actually discussed back when he first started doing consultations uh, a couple of years ago. And so, Kenny is a man who craves power more than anything. Uh, again, these are these biases that I'm talking about, but let me get to it. Because, again, you typically don't demote yourself to the provincial game after you've been prominent in the federal game. Again, Kenny was a cabinet minister. That's about as high as you get in Canadian politics, sort of actually being the prime minister. And so he comes back here, he ends up brute forcing the two conservative parties together into one big party, wins the leadership race for that new unified party. Now, here's where my problem with it comes in, because we have been seeing more and more things coming out. Uh, there are a couple of uh, weeks ago or months ago, there was a story about how there was odd things going on with the voting and with the ballots for that leadership campaign um, irregularities that have not been proven in court because there is no records or nothing that exists any longer for it. Uh, but things like members of the Kenny campaign going out and rounding up things like senior citizens in old folks homes, immediately signing them up for memberships. But the way that those memberships were paid for is suspect. But again, there is no, there is no records or there's no way to trace it. Things were paid in cash at these places. Uh, irregularities with digital machines uh, or with um, voting 
irregularities that way for the actual leadership campaign and, again, places that were overwhelmingly voting for Kenny to be the leader of the party. Uh, And now one of the stories that just came out a couple of days ago here uh, was a story around uh, Kenny having uh, Kenny's leadership candidate and leadership race having uh, close communications with the the, uh, leadership candidate Jeff Calloway. Now, Calloway was a fairly right wing candidate. Again, he was on the sort of the lower stake of things. But Calloway was famous for continuously attacking Brian Jean, who was the leader of the Wild Rose Party. Again, that other conservative party I mentioned. Uh, And what was really weird about this is documents started leaking out and not just like one or two, but I mean, several former and I noticed to say former members of the uh, UCP kind of leadership group or whatnot, or all bringing forward these documents, um, giving very, very similar testimonies regarding meetings that occurred between not just Kenny's team, but Kenny himself and Callaway to basically set Callaway up for being a, uh, what's called a dark horse or a kamikaze candidate. It's basically somebody that you run with the explicit, uh, purpose of torpedoing another candidate in the race. So you are candidate A and you want to win. You are having really bad, tough competition against candidate C or B. So you run candidate C to torpedo candidate B. And that is what is uh, being alleged happened. And just a few weeks before the actual leadership vote, Callaway suddenly dropped out of the leadership race and then put his support behind Kenny. Now, Kenny is alleging that he had no knowledge of any of this having gone on and that it's totally normal for uh, candidate staff or for campaign staff to talk to one another and that's not weird nor is it illegal and it is not illegal to be fair it is not against the rules at all but a lot of these people again are saying no no kenny was very much aware of what was going on i mean we had barbecues at callaway's place and we had meetings and we explicitly set him up with talking points and material and campaign uh slogans and everything like that to let him torpedo Brian, Brian Jean. So, and again, this is not one or two people now as well. Again, as Kenny took leadership of the UCP, there are very, very continuous stories of members of the board of the UCP or members of uh, candidate councils uh, or uh, candidate leadership teams dropping out of the UCP entirely or quitting or resigning because they basically can't stand the man. Now, again, being an asshole does not, immediately disqualify you from political discourse. Again, sometimes you have to be a bit of a jerk to get things done. But the consistency of this coming out is just getting a little bit eerie. Uh, There are also, uh, again, sworn statements that some of the members of uh, Kenny's team, the name is for the life of me escaping, and I cannot find it on short notice here, Uh, but one candidate who is allegedly being sued for... Uh, horrifically abusing the temporary foreign worker program that existed in the country. Basically, it's an ability for you to be saying, I can't find anyone, any Albertan who can fill this position I need filled, so I'm going to bring somebody over from another country. Uh, And then proceeding to make that person have to pay their own pocket for getting over here, and then having lied about what position was available, what the pay was going to be, etc., and having also taken their passport. Again, these things have not been proven in a court of law yet, but there are several uh, ongoing lawsuits uh, against this one candidate. If I can find the name, I will probably put it up later in the Telegram chat. 
But that's kind of where we're going into this. So I am going to be paying attention probably more closely in the next couple of weeks. My segment is going to be more around this. Again, that election, if you are a an eligible Albertan, is April the 16th. Uh, if you won't be able to do that, advanced polls are going to be from April 9th to 13th. So definitely make sure that you know uh, where to go for it, uh, where to go for those those polls. Um, elections.ab.ca is the Elections Alberta website. That is a non-partisan website. That is the actual thing that then links you to resources for all of the parties, the candidates. Uh, there are There's information on there about third-party advertisers with new Canada elections laws and how to keep track of who's paying for what ads you see where, which is also awesome. So I'll be going on more in that over the next few weeks. Uh, but for now, my name is Carr. As always, enjoy the rest of Unfurled. And we're back. Hooray! Yay! Well, I mean, as always, mm. thank you, Carr, for for sending in your episode. Yeah, do pay attention to the upcoming uh, election if you are an Albertan. Wow, it does work. That plane is going down. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> be sure to research your options and uh, don't vote for Jason Kenny. No, don't. Um, Literally anyone but the UCP. I've had anyone. To, I've had to vote against him twice now because he was in my riding and then he said, fuck you. And now he's in my riding again in a different election. <laughs> um, uh, but we don't have any email. So I believe that shall be it for this evening. What the hell, kids? Well, it we haven't posted episodes in a while because some motherfucker hasn't edited them or done anything with them. And yeah, that I mean, fucking yeah. dickbag. Even if we Stupid don't post episodes, douche. people should be sending us emails. Yeah, it's not like we, we don't stream most of the time. <laughs> exactly. Either way, we'd like to thank all ah, of you. No, no, go through the kazoo. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, oh, we, come on. We'd like to thank Omari and Screen Fox for the music and the uh, logos. We would like to thank all of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, if you're watching right now on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe and all that. Um, big thanks to all of our patrons. Mm-hmm. One of these days, we'll actually buy that equipment. We, we, yeah, we, we just been, need to do it. We've been planning. We decided. We know what we're getting. We just haven't actually withdrawn the money from Patreon in order to fucking buy it. So that's a thing. Um, if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, you can go to unfurled.net where there's a contact form, links to our Twitter page, links to our Telegram chat, all that kind of stuff that you can do. Otherwise, if you're more of a fan of the old school email style, you can email us at unfurled.net that is us at unfurled.net uh other than that we hope you had a a good evening and good night we'll see you next week have a good night guys (laughs) 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 Good, good enough.